You know, I really thought that the transfer portal in NIL was supposed to clean some stuff up in college football. Could it be that those two things make college football even shadier than before? Locked on Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? Fine. Still sort of recovering from uh, Portal Day on Monday. Wow. At least we'll know what to expect next year. It's going to, you can expect probably double until they, they get a, a a feel for this and they get a, a hold on it. I mean, I, I think that's what's going to happen. First of all, thank you all for making us your first listen. We appreciate Appreciate you guys so much. This episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. I'll tell you about LinkedIn in just a bit. Jimmy, I, I, on my little uh, teaser opening, I talked about how, you know, everybody thought that NIL at least would allow things that had been done under the table shadily to be done over the table, which by nature them unshaded. Um, but, you know, we're hearing more and more, more stuff. And I, this is something you and I heard yesterday but we, we didn't feel comfortable talking about it on this show. Um, but now Rick Neuheisel of uh, whatever show on Sirius X has brought it up. He, he apparently threw out there that he had heard the Miami Hurricanes are offering Dallas Turner $1 million to $1 million to uh, come to Coral Gables. Um, that is highly illegal. The way I understand it, again, I don't know that anybody understands the rules anymore, so it may not be illegal. I mean, maybe maybe it's illegal there from enough. I don't know. But um, the, the, it's supposed to be illegal, the way I understand it, that he's not in the transfer portal. You're not supposed to be able to entice them with money like that. Is It's my understanding. Again, that, that doesn't mean I'm right. I'm just saying I, that's, what, that's what I thought. Um, I could very well be wrong. I mean, I've been wrong before. But um, – this is what I think everybody's going to be with all the time. And um, until they figure out a way to get a handle on this, and here's the interesting part of that. You and I were also uh, on a text chain talking about that aspect. How do you get a handle on this? Well, the, the only way you probably get a handle on it is to have some sort of contracts. Once you have contracts and everybody money for, you know, it is essentially pay for play. That's what it is. You are an employee. You have a contract, all these other things. Well, now all of a sudden, you're not uh, under the purview of, of Title IX stuff. So now you don't have to have as many women's sports or, or other men's sports that lose money. So those sports will probably go away. So that could be a whole a laundry list of unintended consequences. This thing has gotten so sloppy so fast. And while I, I think Alabama in fine shape, no matter what goes on, I think we'll be in fine shape. I'm scared for college football as a whole. It's a lot of sea change too fast. You know, somebody bought up to me the other day, uh, Luke, and I couldn't agree more. The NCAA's refusal to to change incrementally, to, to allow for small changes to modernize one step at a time, uh, their complete failure to do that made this rush of uh of new rules uh a reality and it happened so fast and so quickly 
uh, at basically the same time the NCAA is deteriorating. <laughs> so who knows who's in charge? I have no idea who's in charge of anything anymore. But the the collision of NIL and the portal is, uh, is, is I wouldn't say it's disastrous. It's just difficult to manage. It's difficult to wrap your arms around. And as far as the Dallas Turner rumor, uh, you know, I, I don't know that it's true. Uh, it might be. It might be. I know, it's, it's two things. I don't know that it's true at all. It might be zero truth whatsoever to it, maybe. Uh, but I also think on the same hand, Luke, this sort of thing is commonplace. It's not limited to one offer from one school to one star player. Uh, I, I think this stuff and these type conversations are happening all over the place. And uh, there's all sorts of tampering. I mean, all sorts of it. I mean, and everybody's guilty. I'm not saying, oh, your favorite program is not guilty. I, I, I just think tampering is now like shaving. I mean, I think I think teams sort of wake up doing it, you know, and, and do it every day. Uh, I, 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 and, and it's a big problem, but everybody's doing it. So, uh, yeah, it's a mess. But there, there's so many messes out there right now. Somebody just told me the other day, they texted me, they go, man, your sound quality has been so much better and you had muted yourself in so long. And I was like, yeah, I'm probably due for muting myself. And I just muted myself. Um, but anyway, you know, the, the sad thing is really is it, it's not, <laughs> it's not crazy. I mean, like, okay, maybe this rumor isn't true, but it's weird that Rick Neuheisel is on national Sirius XM radio talking about it. And, the other thing, would anybody be super sure? I mean, it's, it's not even, you know, it wasn't that terribly long ago where the idea of paying uh, $200,000 for a quarterback was like, oh, that's just bananas. And now we're talking about a million dollars for a rush to end uh, who's already at school and who, who would only be at the new school for one year. I mean, Dallas Turner's going to play one more year of college football no matter where he is. I don't think Dallas Turner's leaving. I'm not trying to say that. I'm not trying to say that he would be enticed by this, but he's from that area and he is out there. I would. You would be. I'm 52. I'm entitled. They want to pay me a million bucks to do locked on hurricanes. I'm there. Uh, It's just, it's the, it's a sad state of affairs and it's happening so fast. I hate to be, you know, I'm sure there are a bunch of young listeners going, okay, boomer, but, Man, we can't just, this is having such a trickle down effect very quickly. I mean, we've already seen high school seniors set out a season. Yeah. I mean, at what point does somebody say, you know, I'm just so good. I don't even have to play and you need to write me a check yeah. ever. I don't ever have to play football again. I'm just going to stand here and you're going to imagine how good I am. I'm that good. There's also rumors that were, uh, I think ESPNU had a, a, an expert on or a talking head yesterday who said he's heard, uh, you know, that Drake May has, has been uh, told that it should he enter the portal, and he might uh, because of things like this, uh, that he might uh, command up to $5 million for one season. Drake May, $5 million. And, uh let me tell you, all the Alabama people out there are convinced that Drake May is going in the portal. He's going to end up at Alabama. 
Nick Saban's not paying anybody $5 million to play football for Alabama. No way. He would not pay Patrick Mahomes $5 million. Uh, I mean, now, I'm not saying Mays not going to end up at Alabama. I suppose that's possible, but it won't be because he got $5 million. Yeah, I'm with you on that. And, I mean, boy, I just we've, – we've said for years now, like the last – I don't know. However long I've been alive for the most part, um, there's always been a faction of people that say, you know, I'm becoming disenchanted with college football. I think I'm just going to quit watching. I'm done. You know, I had somebody last night who's a big college football fan, big Auburn fan. He said, I'm just about done with college football. And my first thought was, I've heard Auburn fans say that a lot recently because they've had terrible records and it's not as much fun. But my second thought was, okay, this is the first time I'm starting to believe people because – See, college football, the foundation of college football is the passion and the uh, reverie and the, the tradition. The the fact that some of these guys, you know, like uh, the, how great is it for the Alabama story where the guy comes off the sideline to tackle somebody said, I was just too full of Bama. We joke about it, but there's part of us that's like, oh, yeah, I've been in the stands. But I was in the stands in 2000. Six, where I wanted to push Chris Caps out, like let me just try and block Quentin Groves for a minute, I, 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 even with no pads. Let me just see if I can do any better. Um, and the, the, that pride, that that um, that feeling of connection, like the university has this uh, this tie-in with you, with you and the players, and that that y'all are just linked by this. And now it'll just go into the highest bidder, and that's capitalism, that's America. But it just – it does take some of the shine off the thing. And, uh, I mean, I guess I'm just – I'm disappointed in, in some of these uh, some of these new stories. But, okay, let's talk about something cool, Jimmy. What do you say? Uh, let's talk about something a little bit better. Okay. Uh, let's talk about LinkedIn. Okay. LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. And look, we use them here at Robinson Iron. I know there are a lot of people out there that have used LinkedIn before. LinkedIn is absolutely fantastic. It is super, super easy. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and who you'd like. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to and helps you do it faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions may, and I bet they will apply. Jimmy, um, there was a, a nice recruiting report from your website on three, Joe Hastings, friend of the program, great American. Um, I'm, it was a great segment because what he did was he talked to other on three moderators about guys that their that their respective teams were recruiting, as well as interjecting his own uh, information out of what Alabama's doing with these prospects. So James Smith and Quay Russell, who have become like ch- chained at the hip, I mean they are just they they're not they're not going to different schools. Um, just Joseph Ace to come down to the wire, uh, but he, it still bodes well for Alabama. It sure set from, from this particular uh, report, it sounds like uh, Auburn's probably second and it's not as close as it once was, but it's, it's 
still kind of close. Gainesville and Jolly tied for third. Well, yeah, I think it's going to be Alabama-Auburn for them. Uh, I, I think uh, it's realistic they could end up at Auburn. Uh, I think that that's not going to shock me. It's not even going to really surprise me, uh, though my expectation is that this is Alabama. I've said that from the start. I hadn't really – well, not from the start, but there came a point about three or four months ago where I became, hey, I think this is going to be Alabama. Uh, and, and, you know, partly – you know, every recruiting situation is a little different for me in terms of, you know, where I get information from, you know, sometimes it's just a feeling, but, you know, but my feelings are based on information, right? <laughs> and information we get in, in, in our, in our sources uh, and my sources that are, uh, that are close to the situation. And, uh, you know, minds change, things change. Hey, the day that I felt Rousseau and Smith uh, are likely to sign with Alabama. I didn't know Auburn's new coach would be Hugh Freeze. So that's what I mean when things change significantly. And Hugh's a good recruiter. We know this. Uh, and we know who the highest priorities at Auburn are. They need a splash in recruiting. They need an announcement that, hey, Auburn is rejoining Alabama, LSU, Georgia as, as an SEC recruiting power. And nothing would do that like landing Quay Rousseau and James Smith and taking them from Alabama. Uh, so Auburn's going to work really hard. Uh, you know, there's, there, there's all sorts of talk about the NIL money uh, as if Alabama doesn't uh, have panic about it. I mean, who's number one? Who's number one right now? And it, it, maybe Alabama doesn't finish number one, but does anybody think Alabama's not going to finish in the top three, the top five? So, Alabama's doing just fine in this NIL world. And just because Auburn's going to come at those two with NIL money, uh, and, and I'm sure they already have, or at least they have, have a good knowledge of what the NIL situation at Auburn would be, um, you know, I, I, it doesn't change uh, what, what I think is going to happen. And that's that those two are going to sign with Alabama and it'll be a, a, a massive addition to Alabama's class. As a matter of fact, Luke, unless Alabama loses guys already committed, I think if you add James Smith and Quay Russell, it's very difficult for me to imagine Alabama not finishing number one. He, he talked about some other guys. Some of these already committed to Alabama. Some seem like very heavy leans to Alabama, and it's not going to change, like Keon Keeley, Caleb Downs, uh, Justice Haynes. Um, one other one that was kind of interesting to me was Desmond Ricks who has just reclassified into this class, the 2023 signing class. It still sounds like from risk that um, Desmond Ricks will end up at LSU. Uh, but uh, as as Joseph Hastings said, he said he actually included Damari Brown uh, over Desmond Ricks in, in his Bama mock class recently because he feels like that is certainly the more likely of the two. Damari Brown, um, also a very good player, uh, if I'm not mistaken, and any currently committed to Florida, though? No, I don't believe so. Uh, I think uh, Florida is a contender for him, as is Clemson, I think, for okay. Demari and Miami. Uh, but, you know, he is an American Heritage uh, defensive back. And here, let me name two other American Heritage defensive backs of somewhat recent note. Pat Sertan, Earl Little. I mean, there's a pretty good little uh, pipeline from DBs, from American Heritage in South Florida to Tuscaloosa, uh, you know, probably three months ago, there wasn't a lot happening between Alabama and Damari, that 
that heated up and picked up. And, and now I think there's a good chance Damari Brown ends up in this class. I would also look at Tyler Scott, uh, who's another talented cornerback from Georgia. He officially visited this past weekend and uh, came back raving. I mean, literally raving. I mean, these official visits to Alabama must be pretty cool. Uh, uh, Tyler Scott was raving about Alabama after this weekend. I think it was an, a very good chance he uh, chooses Alabama. He's not going to make his announcement until signing day. But uh, it, it is interesting. You mentioned several corners. Desmond Ricks uh, agree with you, Luke, that that's probably LSU, although Alabama's still in it. Uh, and, and, and I, I want to reiterate because I'm such a big, big fan of him. He's been committed to us for class, but uh, I'm still a, a big fan of Jaleel Hurley. A lot of people are projecting Jaleel to play safety. I like him at corner. Uh, I think he's going to get his first shot at corner. I think he'll stick there. Uh, I, I really like his corner-specific skills. But just like most big corners, pretty easy, Luke, to go from corner to safety. I mean, if you got real cornerback skills and some level of size, some so you're not a small corner, it's, it's pretty easy to go from corner to safety. Most safeties cannot play cornerback. Uh, but but I think Hurley gets his first shot at corner. If he can pull it off, he sticks. If he can't, he should be a, a really good safety prospect. Yeah, speaking of Hurley, and it looks like I'm going to be headed down to the Alabama-Mississippi All-Star game. Hurley is not going to be playing in that anymore. I don't know what the reasoning was. I just know he's not going to be aimed. He was uh, selected for it, and he's pulled out for whatever reason. Sometimes too good. it's about – Too good. He's like, ah, yeah. too good. I'm just too good to be playing any high school football anymore. And I would agree with that. Um, but it is going to be fun because I think James Smith, Quay Rousseau, uh, Peter Woods, a lot of other dudes will be down there. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Sundreen Perkins, um, who Alabama is still chasing very hard. And it looks like he's going to wait till January to sign. For those who don't know, he's number one prospect in Mississippi. He's committed to Ole Miss. He's sort of a, Jack of all trades guy. I think he could project it a lot of different positions. I'm guessing he'd end up at linebacker, but uh, he, he won the state championship and was just like phenomenal. I mean, had 300 and something yards rushing or something bananas like that. He's he's crazy good, and he is tearing it up at the Texas so far at the Alabama Mississippi All Star game. So I'm very excited to get down there and, and see him as well. Jimmy, let me go ahead and tell everybody about Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your sports betting info, bets, news, podcast, analysis, whatever you need, they got it at betonline.net. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. That's um, MMA, NBA, NFL, college football, college basketball, whatever you want, bowl games, they got it. All of it at BetOnline Soccer. They even got the soccer if you want. Hey, some of y'all like soccer. And if you love sports catch, you'll find those at Bet Online as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your bet in. It's easy to deposit. It's even easier to get paid out. That's what's great about Bet Online. You can play poker. I love playing poker at BetOnline.net. Head to the website there. Use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online starts. Hey, you Jimmy, know, uh, you know betting ahead. on soccer? You said betting on soccer. I wonder if there's ever been I wonder if there's ever been, I, I don't know anything about betting on soccer, nothing, but I wonder if there's ever been like an over under at one. And you're like, Oh, sure. Like one and a half. I'm sure. Like one. And, and I, sure. I'll take, I'll take the under, you know, like you go yeah. to the betting window and you're like, and the part, so, so you're betting your money. This is going to be a zero to zero tie. Yes. Yes, ma'am. I am. I mean, that, that, that's kind of funny to me. 
you know, it's a great um, segment on Family Guy where Peter Griffin walks up to the, the betting cage and he gives, he said, I'd like to bet a hundred dollars. And they said, okay, do you want to pick a team? He said, nope, just take it. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, I'd rather just give you the money. Um, uh, that's, 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 that's me. I've been there, Peter. Um, all right, Jimmy, you had a great little segment. Uh, you, you did the, the schedule for next year. And look, it's not too early to start talking about next year, even though we got a bowl game coming up. It's just not too early. Um, you broke it down into wins, tough but winnable, and then uh-ohs. Okay, the wins, and we don't need to go into these. Chattanooga and Middle Tennessee. Look, Middle Tennessee, because you write in here, they did beat Miami last year, but this is going to be an easy win for Alabama. We all agree. Tough but winnable. I thought it was interesting you put at South Florida in there. Um, South Florida is not a very good team. I would put that more in the wins category. I understand where you play so poorly on the road. I mean, I mean, I'm just, I'm just, that's really just like pointing out this is a road game, and we don't play well on the road. So also ranked. The the, those things are also sort of ranked. South Florida is at the top of that, meaning that it's. You know, so 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 they're in an, a literal order, twelve through one, in terms of what I see as the the toughest game. Um, what's going to be cool, and that you know, NFL doesn't release its schedule for quite some time, but I, here's here's me hoping that Tampa Bay has a home game um, on Sunday after that game because that would be cool. You go to South Florida now. The problem would be, would Tampa Bay want to play a home game right after they played a college football game there the previous day? So I don't know about that. Um, then and again, we're not going to go through all these until I, I I stop at one that really interests me. You have number nine, um, Arkansas. KJ Jefferson's back. That'll be interesting. But um, they they have lost more people to the portal than we have. Just one fewer than Texas A and M has. So it seems like there's some at least mild discontent over there uh, at Kentucky. Let me tell you. Some- Something, folks. If you've never been to Lever Game, I highly recommend it. It is very cool, very fun. This will be a great game in November. It'll be nice and cool, uh, but just be a lot of fun. I would highly recommend it. Uh, at Mississippi State, again, yeah, I, I see that game as being moderately tough, but Alabama has owned Mississippi State since Mike the League, and will Mike Leach still be there? There are certainly rumors running rampant that he may retire after this bowl game. And then at Ole Miss, you say they should be good, but not a great team, and I agree with that. Now, we get to your uh-ohs. These are much more interesting. Um, you have number five at Auburn. Some people make her and say, oh, pfft, you know, what about at Auburn? Look, Auburn always plays us tough there. They always do. I mean, I say always, 99% of the time they play us tough there. Uh, they even upset us there. They're going to be better. Um, I'm going that while Auburn will be – their schedule is easier and I think they'll have a better record. Even though I don't think they'll be great next year, this is going to be their Super Bowl. This will be their Super Bowl next year. They, I, My guess is they will not be involved in the SEC championship game race at that point. Alabama will be. So while Alabama might have their sights set on the next game, the next weekend, which will probably be against Georgia again, Auburn will treat this as the absolute Super Bowl of Super Bowls. And um, that that's going to be a problem for Alabama. Yeah, uh, and they're going to be improved. Uh, we don't know names yet, Luke, but it is just – some things are just so easy to predict. And here, here's Auburn's going to have a good recruiting year in the portal. I think Hugh Freeze will make his first – recruiting splashes at Auburn immediately, and it will be via the portal, which is how you improve quickly. 
and, and I think just adding a quarterback, um, maybe adding receivers and an offensive line, it'll be the offense, really. I think they'll probably piece together a pretty decent defense with what they got. But but um, I, I just see splashy portal additions coming to Auburn, and uh, and they'll be pretty good overnight. Um, I'm not predicting that Auburn's going to go from, well, what did they finish, five and seven? I, I don't think they'll go from five and seven to ten and two. But uh, I, I'll – you know, I won't be surprised if after the the recruiting settles down and we see what Auburn's got. If I'm saying, uh, I think they're probably an eight and four type team next year. Eight and four SEC teams are difficult to beat on the road. Uh, Alabama lost to to a nine and three LSU team for this year. Uh, eight and four teams are tough, tough wins on the road. No, I agree with you. Um, and again. Uh, Auburn treats it differently than most other teams. Then the the games you have, and you have these ranked in order, Texas at home, Tennessee at home, LSU at home, and at A&M. Personally, I would flip-flop Texas and Texas A&M. Yeah. Um, I think maybe wallowing in their own self-crapulence for to steal the Simpsons line. Um, and I think Texas is going to be really good. And I think that is such an interesting game. Alabama hasn't lost a non-conference game at home in a gazillion years. They haven't lost a game at home in September a long time. I, I'm guessing. I think it was the Ole Miss game in 2015. I think that was the last time we lost at home to anybody. Um, so I would probably flip-flop those because I think Texas is going to come in with either you or you. We lost LSU at home in twenty. Was that we lost LSU at home in twenty nineteen? Not in September. Oh, not in September. Oh, oh, oh. That's an excellent point. Oh, yeah. That yeah. you'd have to go back a long ways, no doubt. Hey, they'll that, believe they're, they're going to come in here believing they can win. I mean, that's that's the thing about yeah. that because of the the way the game played out last year. Texas will come yeah. in here believing they're going to win, and they're going to be bringing a really good quarterback because either Arch Manning will prove to be exactly what everyone thought he would be. Well, not everyone, but exactly what most experts believe he'll be or Quinn Ewers holds him off, which means Quinn Ewers has taken another big step forward. And we saw even in the first quarter of the Alabama game last year, how good that kid can be. They're going to come in here with a good quarterback, believing they can win, probably pick up some kids out of the portal. Uh, Sark's class is another year older. That's going to be a really good football team. I won't be surprised at all if Texas is in the uh, national championship. That's all more information you uh, own three. Jimmy writes for them, does a great job for them. Listen, everybody, thank you so much for subscribing. Man, our subscribers, I mean, everything's been bumped up so much. We're at 3,084 subscribers now. I'm looking at it live. Uh, that is fantastic. We appreciate you guys a ton. We've gotten some really nice messages recently from folks in Seattle and other places like that. And, um, Man, we, we love doing this. We hope you enjoy it, and we're going to keep doing it as long as uh, we can keep Jimmy alive. I'll stand in front of Bryant Denny every day and do this. <laughs> All right, everybody, that'll do it for today's podcast. We'll talk to you soon, and until then, roll tide. Roll tide.